I'm going back to 505. If it's a seven hour flight or a 45 minute drive. In my imagination, you're waiting lying on your side with your hands between your thighs. Stop and wait a sec. Oh, when you look at me like that, my darling, what did you expect? I'd probably still adore you with your hands around my neck, or I did last time I checked. Not shy of a spark, a knife twists at the thought that I should fall short of the mark. Frightened by the bite, though it's no harsher than the bark. Middle of adventure, such a perfect place to start. Sorry guys, I was just um, five or five. Didn't see that. Yeah, I was just reciting some Arts and Monkeys lyrics. Um, we went to see the mark, didn't we? We did, yeah. yeah, yeah. We had a great time. Week last Thursday, was it? Yeah. It was. Um, good band, bloody good band, from Sheffield in the northern, working class like most of us. It, it got me thinking actually uh, as well that um, we we probably should be in a band, John. No. But I think we've got zero musical talent. Uh, that's my big barrier to entry for, yeah. for what you've just suggested. Mm. I think you're, you would like to be in a band, Will, mm. but I honestly don't believe you rock and roll enough to be in a band. Really? No. I don't think on Well, I think Will's saying that because he wants to be a frontman. Well, I mean, I would, be, I would be Alex Turner in the band. He was very camp in the show, wasn't he? He was extremely camp. He I mean, quite... Mark, you'd probably be... Andy Nicholson, the, 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 the bass player who couldn't handle the fame and had to pull out really oh, early on. Ringo Starr. No, I'm thinking specifically just oh, Arctic right. Monkeys here. John. Oh, we're just we're all going to be Arctic Monkeys? Yeah, though. I'd be the drummer. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. You'd be jo- uh, Matt, he's called, the yeah. drummer, who sings a bit, you know, doesn't necessarily need the limelight, but still played a big part, been in it all the time. And I just think, and I think maybe even when we do the podcast in the future, that we should um, do them in a sort of band formation. So, you know, where we, we actually, on a stage, set up like a band so set up like a band yeah See, so I was you're doing my, that was my contribution <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. basically I just mirror exactly what you said you're dynamite you're dynamite <laughs> what, what do I do you just leave the band just leave just leave no no you can be there you, you'd be on, on bass oh, a roadie like, yeah it could be a two piece and I'd well, be the roadie a guitar technician you could be Robson and Jerome <laughs> oh lovely I love what Robson and Jerome or uh, Hall and Oates Bros yeah it's only two right said Fred yeah, like you could be in right yeah. said Fred. <laughs> you could have been. <laughs> you could. <laughs> um, but no, I just, I just think that you know, uh, the the, auda- the thing I loved about him was the audacity. So me and Mark went. He came out. When was it? So last Thursday. Yeah, like, Thursday before. yeah, wait, Thursday before. Who's counting? But he came out and he was wearing a full sort of soldier's outfit, with a shirt unbuttoned and a and a sort of like sh- high shoulder pads, uh, in some sort of jacket. And I remember watching them. Everyone's got this story over there. Oh, I remember watching them. But genuinely, we, we watched them in Wigan in a pub with 250 people before the first album came out. Mm. And then it just got me thinking. I said to Mark, imagine him walking around Wigan in that soldier's outfit in 2001. And Cuban heels as well. And Cuban heels. And just what the people's reaction. But you, you can but still you, find them. The bigger you get, the more, the more eccentric you can get. Well, yeah, he's, bit, he's just developed his character, hasn't he? Over mm. time, he's refined. Uh, rock, rock and roll people start off being themselves and then they go down this like journey of like becoming weird and more eccentric don't they eccentricity yeah 
he's obviously gone down that. Maybe rugby, we should do that. That's what I mean. Maybe we should. So at the back end of your career, you should just like run on the pitch in stilettos. Well, I think, that, I think this is the journey that you, you've been taking, mm. particularly, John. I think you've mm. become more eccentric in your, in your, you know, yeah, your twilight years. I'd, no, I'd, I may be yeah. gone the other way. Yeah. Less eccentric. Yeah. But what Quiet. I'm trying to say is I think we're making a, as bi- a possibly as big an, an impact as the Arctic Monkeys have done. You're just, you get carried away by moments, right? So yeah. the Arctic Monkeys, you had like some sort of seminal moment listening yeah. to 505 yeah. and you thought these lyrics mean something to me. There's yeah. a deep-rooted meaning. Yeah. And then you've got, you know, you've not got carried away with it, but you've got, you're romanticising being a, a rock star or being in a band. Yeah. yeah. You know, as we spoke about last week, you know, Alex Turner will probably end up just making like a nice sourdough loaf in his yeah. shed yeah. at home. Yeah, you know, maybe that's where he'll end up. Mm. Simple, quieter things. He could shed, wouldn't it? Well, he could shed. Oven and stuff. Well, you know, we we sort of as I was, we were standing up, Mark and, I, Mark and I stood up after about sort of three songs. Like we we won't sit down anymore. We'll just stand up, and uh, you know, we occasionally said a few things. It's to like each rock other. and roll. We are standing yeah. up at a Shall we sit down yeah. on our padded chairs? No, we'll stand we up. St- Crazy. We stood up. I, I stood up for crying lightning on my own, and then Mark sort of a couple of songs later stood up as well, and we're like, oh, we'll both stand up now. But um, <laughs> but then so I, full of shit. <laughs> but I was just thinking, oh, such a sheep because he, he was off his tits, Alex Turner. You can see on the big screen, he was uh, you know off his tits, mm. if you know what I'm saying. And so I was just thinking, what does he, what does he do afterwards? Does he get you know back to the Larry Hotel? This kind of it, the party can't just stop at sort of eleven Probably p.m. Just goes home and stays out of trouble. Did he not get a Beatles tribute band to an after party? Did I not read that? Not sure. Well, he got a, he he got a, a really What's your good favorite Beatles album. Uh, probably the best of the Beatles. Mm. Um, <laughs> Revolver. White Album. Yeah, White Album probably. Yeah. Mm. That's good. But, yeah, what do you mean? What do you want him to have done after this well, concert? Well, I, I just... Right, the thing I love about him, this is why I'm spending so much time talking about him, is I, he doesn't give a shit How do you all. know that? You, just, you can just tell. No, demeanour gives away what you see. I disagree. I thought... I think he was projecting that he was this... Um, just a rock star in the, in the style of Keith Richards, and I think he'd morphed a few of his inspirations into a performance where he was quite camp, he was quite theatrical, he was pouting quite a bit like, like um, Mick Jagger. And I think it was kind of put on, I don't think that was the Alex Turner of 10, 15 years ago. Well, I, anyway, it's a show, isn't it? I want to live that dream and just finish off that conversation. I think when we do a live show, which we're going to do before the season ends, like we, we keep threatening it, but we are going to do it. Before some, the some, season ends? Yeah. So in three weeks? Yeah, correct. No, mm. Not a chance. No, we're not. You'll see. And we're going to do it uh, like we're a band on a stage. Well, You'll see. I right, I'll see. I know you keep saying that, but I'd, I'd struggle to get my head around the similarities. So you, would you do it? Would you sit Arctic behind a, a set of drums and just do the podcast? A, a really cool creative rock band and three tits who decide to make a relatively shite sports podcast from random locations in Manchester. Yeah. Like, I can't see... They were from High Green in Sheffield. Yes, but they were doing something that was dead creative and passionate. Niche. We're, we're sat talking about other I'm, people's I feel passionate. Do you feel passionate, Mark? <laughs> you look passionate. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. passion. Uh, anyway, other people feel differently. Um, so, for example, the podcast a little bit late this week, so we apologise for that. Uh, Terry Tibbs, to quote Terry Tibbs on Twitter, he said, I shouldn't have to suffer through a Friday afternoon without listening to two blokes who know about rugby and their silver spoon fed bitch. Uh, so this one, Terry, Terry is Tibbs, dedicated yes. to you, this episode 31. Uh, it's for Terry Tibbs. I don't think that's the, the official Terry Tibbs from Facejacker. 
but maybe yeah, be good. maybe if it was play solid on, opinion, play on though, like but you know the people need us the people need us do you not feel that no. do you not feel that John Mark no. people need us this is where yeah. you know, this is where the whole sort of Arctic yeah. Monkeys thing is coming from that there's there's something really you need to get away from this analogy like comparing us to the Arctic Monkeys well is very dangerous <laughs> um, very creative musicians to three relatively talentless people yeah um, okay well uh, and if you're hearing some background noise potentially a bit of humming should we uh, paint, paint the picture of where paint we the are picture, yeah. well, we, we mentioned sourdough I'm eating some sourdough actually now with some smoked salmon some avocado we're in the PKB boardroom again yes and, again. What, and you have to accompany your sourdough smoked salmon and avocado mm, coconut flat white coconut flat white yeah. great coffee niche yeah. niche which comes with a pink straw. Mm-hmm. Mark Flanagan Not plastic, has had poached eggs, avocado on toast. This is his staple. Yeah. Extra egg, extra yeah. bacon. Yeah. Because look at him. What a lad. Yeah. Just a man. A just real man. A man's man. Just dab. He orders an that. extra egg. Oh. Extra bacon. Whoa, um, look at him. And we're next to the, the, the bakery, the new bakery. You can, the hear the, you can hear the humming of the bakehouse mm. in the background. What, you know, that's making Pastries sourdough. Pastries and pan chocolate have just flown through. Yeah. They have the, the, onto the shop floor. Yeah. The waft of patisserie flows in the air. Yeah. It's always a waft where you were on in the job. Yes. Mm. Waft of lavender. The warm, steamy heat from our rational Ooh, oven steamy. wafts through the shop. I love the word steamy. A peanut butter jelly brownie passes by. Oh. You should have been a, a double, storyteller. A double chocolate pecan vegan brownie. I'm getting hard. I thought you might. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we've got our, our bakery is next to a part of our shop and we've got a very complex character in there baking things for us right now I'm pretty sure he's got an issue with whiskey and other products um, but he looks like a I've not met him before so I don't want to be too harsh but he looks like a like a like a borrower but like, like um, a sort of character from Lord of the Rings no the Hobbit just bear in mind that he may walk back through with yeah. an empty tray of brownies any second so he's a good man. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, no, he sort of looks like uh, you know, like he looks like he could have been around in the 1930s baking. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a 1930s robot, like Alex Turner. Oh, Alex. Um, so, a few things I want to talk about this week. I'm having Merguez eggs, which is spicy lamb sausage with poached eggs. Feta. Nobody asked me what I was. Sorry. Having. Yeah, it looks what really you having, good. John. Yeah, a spicy lamb sausage in a sauce with poached eggs. Oh, it's no really? wonder we're up for uh, best coffee and tea shop in Manchester 2018. Again, oh, again. Okay. Do you know, yeah. it, it's no it, bloody wonder. It just smells like shit gets done around here, doesn't it? This is kind of you know things are just happening. Yeah. Think, people are walking through with brownies and trays and just you know boom. like it's yeah it's industry, isn't it? It's Sunday morning. Yeah, very northern. We've got isn't it? no international inspired menu with a northern accent. With a northern accent, twist northern twist. Yeah, um, right. Firstly, we need to talk about Kevin. That's a film, isn't it? Do you remember that? What? Remember that? We need to talk about Kevin, a film. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about Kevin. We need to talk about the famous Kim Jong Un. This, this, the, yeah. so this yeah, is true. This is true. Is it true? This is true. It's not true. If you haven't heard this story, this is. Uh, Have you read the full story? I just saw the headline. No, I read the full story. So to quote the Mirror's headline, Kim Jong Un's Mad Museum. That's what it's called. Features. Imagine imagine Mad Monday in the Mad Museum. Anyway, that's another story. Kim Jong-un's Mad Museum features Wigan Warriors shirt alongside Rhino Horn from Mugabe and Gold Gaddafi sword. It's quite funny that Wigan's mentioned alongside Mugabe and Gaddafi. I'm first. I'm first. I'm not sure that's the brand alignment that they would like, but... 
carry on. Sean Wayne would be happy with that, wouldn't he? I mean, okay. Confrontational. Confrontational. Aggressive. Aggressive. Gaddafi. <laughs> the top line is this. Benjamin Netanyahu. A Wigan Warriors rugby shirt is among a mind-boggling and bizarre array of exhibits at a museum of propaganda in North Korea. The jersey sits alongside stuffed bears and gifts from Joseph Stalin, Robert Mugabe, Gaddafi, Fidel Castro, Vladimir Putin. The International Friendship Exhibition was built by current leader Kim Jong-un's grandfather. So then just to scroll down, here is a picture of the said shirt No, in the museum. Uh, there it is. That's not, that's not a Wigan shirt in a museum. It's just somebody holding up a Wigan shirt. There's no context. If Kim Jong-un was holding that, I'd be like, wow. But okay. everything else appears to that be in a museum. That was 2007? Six, seven. Six. Six. Yeah. yeah. There's the stuffed bear, if you're wondering. Yeah, but they look to be clearly in some kind of like museum. twisted sort of Who North Korean. Who do you think Korean, North Korean. It's just nonsense. I think Terry O'Connor went on holiday to Pyongyang and, that's and what he did. just walked past him and said, oh, I like that shirt, man. Yeah. You and then he went, shot, shot. <laughs> I don't think he went to Pyongyang because that's in South Korea, but... Oh yeah, uh, he walked. He walked. Yeah, walked from Pyongyang. Pyongyang, yeah, yeah not, not that far, is it? Um, and so here we go. Further down the story, uh, a who letter. wrote this story, by the way? So look, it's uh, in the, the mirror. mirror. A, a letter of support Gosling. to Kim Jong Un from U.S. musician Pra Michelle, founder of R&B band the Fugees. Good band. Is given prominence in the next paragraph, and in another corner, oh. under the banner UK in the museum is the signed Wigan Warriors Rugby League jersey and ball sent in 2014 by the UK arm of the Friends of North Korea. Um, Nobody puts the Warriors in a corner. I'm not happy with the that. the shirt Should in be the pride picture. Of place. Inconsistency. The shirt isn't signed. The ball is. Is there a ball in the picture? No, but that, I don't think... I think, that, uh, I think they haven't got a picture of the shirt in the yeah, museum. That's just the, the era of the shirt. Well, it's just a nonsense. It's just not even a story, is so, it? So, what I'm trying to say is, is Kim Jong-un a Wigan fan? I know, yeah, we know Sharon Stone is a witness is. fan, so mm-hmm. is Kim, like these secret yeah. sort of... We've got yeah, Rus- Russell Crowe, South Sydney fan, yeah. Kim Jong-un, Wigan fan, yeah. Sharon Stone, witness, witness fan. We had another one as well. Yeah, Wakefield. Was, Alex uh, Turner, Sheffield Eagles, Chef. obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, He's always be at the uh, Valley Parade. Yeah. What I'm saying, Mark, is can we get Kim Jong-un a signed Salford shirt no. and get it sent out to him? No, why would we? Because I want to get it in the Mad Museum. So you want this sort of military dictator from North yes. Korea to be associated with rugby league? Well, yes, yes. That's your choice. If that's your pretty you know, good, your life's work. Yes. Make sure it happens. I, I mean, this, have we got his address or? Um, I think we just send it Young to him. Yeah, <laughs> number we could, one. We could get it to him, couldn't we? We could get it to him. When we talk about Kim Jong Un, what's the first thing that comes to mind when we talk about uh, him? Uh, the Mad Museum? The man who inspired every haircut in Super League. Yes. He was the first man to have the super food, like the proper yeah. tight fade. Yes. I've got one. Now every single rugby league player has a fade. Yes. Do you go to the barbers and you go, right, what do you want to do? Just make sure you shave off every bit of hair around the sides of my head mm. and then blend it in very... And then have maybe a little side part, any sort of bit. Maybe even a bullet crease. Mm. Mm. And then smile like a toothless simpleton. Yeah. Mm. And while you're at it, let's get two sleeve tattoos done. <laughs> oh, I wonder if Kim's got a sleeve tattoo. Mm, probably. Oh, Just all his, all his like, countries he's there is an image. pointed his missiles at. Um, I, I went to a, a stag dude dressed as Kim Jong-un once. Did you ever yeah. not heard about this? Yeah. Who's stag dude was it? I bet uh, it was a good bloke. It was in New York, actually. You might, it, have, it uh, you might have been there. Um, some bald guy. 
But um, that, that caused a few shockwaves, didn't it? On Halloween, dressed up as yeah. Kim Jong-un, didn't really yeah. Yeah. Right. go no, down. Um, anyway, back to the Mad Museum. To Anything else in yeah. the Mad Museum? Well, that, I mean, that's the, oh. the, the list of the things in the museum. But I just thought that was quite a like, quirky It's quirky sort of place to believe. what do you send him? You send him a signed shirt and ball. Mm. I reckon there's enough signed shirts and balls in circulation from Super League clubs mm-hmm. to literally give one out to every person in the UK. Mm-hmm. We must sign 180 shirts a week to just go out to the public. Like, where are they all going? Mad Museum. Yeah, so 50, like, let's say there's 3,000 signed shirts come out of St. Helens every year. And that's been consistent over the last 15 years. Is that how many shirts you signed? 45,000 signed shirts. Where are they all? Who's got them? So, hold on. You're no, saying my, that it's like. I think rugby league's answer to looking after people is send them a signed shirt. That'll cheer them up. Yeah, send them a signed ball. We'll get them a signed yeah. ball or a Ooh, signed shirt. We don't have to pay for that, none of us. Give him a signed shirt. Should we try and get him involved? Yeah, send him a signed shirt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got leukemia. Send him a signed shirt. Yeah, well, the, the, it's a bit of a dark sort of suggestion, <laughs> Will, but yeah, that, that's. That, <laughs> that is essentially what we're that's talking what, yeah, about. Yeah, that'll cheer him up. Rugby league's answer to it, philanthropy. Signed yeah. shirts and balls. Yeah. It's a currency. Um, do you, you sign quite a few shirts, Mark, in your time? Pardon? Do you sign quite a few shirts in your, in your time? Yeah, so I'm not the people, top of the list. People waiting at the training ground uh, for a signed yeah. shirt. I'm one of the stragglers at the end. They go, yeah, if, you, if you're not doing anything, sign this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go on then. Go on then. Well, what have you been doing, Will? Oh, me? Um, so, I... Um, I Well... One thing we should talk about, because we need to work with the RFL now on this podcast ahead of the grand final. Oh, the grand final. The grand final. Yeah, the grand final. Johnny, you might be playing in the grand final. Um, we'll see. Mark, you might you might get a, might get a ticket to the grand final. No, I've met a wedding that day. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. What if, okay. Um, so, I'm hosting the grand final on the pitch. Oh, well done, you. Um, well for, done. For the RFL at Old Trafford, mm. which in itself is ridiculous. But um, it's going to be it's going to be good. So you be so before the game, yeah, half on. half time, he presenting the before award. Before the game, full game. Before before the game. Before the game. Sort of, uh, we've got Blossoms playing on the pitch. Mm. They're going to come on the podcast, the band from Stockport. So they will probably get that kind of you know whether we could be in a band conversation going with them. Um, and half time, full time, up to the trophy. But basically, what we want to do is get people's ideas of what they want, entertainment wise, before the grand final when they yeah. turn up and that is absolutely open to discussion between now and the grand final could, October. could I give you an example of something that doesn't work go on and uh, a similar role to yourself Neil Holding uh, St Helens legend used to do this before you know the game half time mm-hmm. on Nosley Road Neil Holding would be running around with a microphone getting the fans revved up mm. he got sacked from that job really Wigan Derby Good Friday 2004 I think he was addressing the Wigan end, it was all getting fiery, and he's firing the Saints fans up, he's funny, he's witty, he's energetic, he's bombing round. And he, um, on the microphone, he goes, you know, obviously loud through the tannoy, he goes, what, do, what does a woman from Wigan and a walrus have in common? He said, one's big, fat, and smells of fish, and the other's an aquatic mammal. <laughs> <laughs> But that's the kind of impact I need to make. No, Will. No, 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 no Will. It's a one-off gig. You're not listening to me. You got fired. It's a one-off gig. So, you know. 
Well, why don't you come, right? <laughs> why don't you okay. tell him that my story? Ch- you know. My challenge to you is I want you to come in an army uniform yeah. in Cuban heels. And this is your chance, Alex this Turner. This is what I'm saying. This is, your this is what I'm saying. This is what the whole thing's been building up to. So, you know, it, should I start the show on the microphone at Old Trafford? Um, good afternoon, you morally redundant, bankrupt wankers. And yes. welcome to Old Trafford for the grand final 2018. Yes, I think... Um, there's an assumption there that people know what you're about and the irony in that mm. and the reality so- is we there's 2,000 people listen to this Will so they <laughs> don't know they do not you, yeah. you think that everybody in the league now knows no. about so you what, Will, so what you're saying is I'll do does. that and there'll just be a, def- a deadly silence yeah, and yeah. So, like, you'll just hear this cry security, of five kids you'll, security you'll just hear <laughs> and the security would remove me yeah what a start or you could just the guy who does it now he goes and Tell us if you are here supporting Wigan. Yeah. <laughs> are you supporting Saint Helens? Yeah. Hold on, is that going to be the teams in the grand final? No, it's the two teams we've just been talking about. Oh, I thought the Neil Holding was Wigan Saints. So yeah, continue. Anyway, so are you excited? Will, will the activities and stuff be on the pitch before, or in like a fan zone area? Or no, no, all on the pitch. All on the pitch. All on the pitch. So we're going to try and get inside the dressing rooms. I was talking to. Sir Robert Elston the other day, soon to be Sir Robert Elston. And uh, he's saying, you know, give the fans what they want. We've got to get in the dressing rooms, we've got to show them everything, take them behind the scenes. Um, so, I'm, But I'm thinking more along the sort of slapstick side of things. I'm thinking about maybe getting all the mascots get, from get, get all the Mr. clubs. Get Mr Blobby down. To do, do you remember? Well, yes, Mr Blobby. Along those sort of lines, like sort of Ninja Warrior, but for the mascots from all the clubs to do something, you know, something on the pitch where we can get the fans involved as do well. Do you want to get them to do a race? Answer Crawlers, though. Very <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Cross is coming to the coffee shop. He's coming to the coffee shop. Should we get him on he's the podcast? Big, he's a big fan. A big Should, fan him over. Should we get him into the podcast? No. Anthony Crawlis is coming to the shop. Yeah. Just, he orders a takeaway, flat white. In case um, you haven't noticed, I say what I see. Yeah. There's not much of a A lot of autistic it. people do. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, whippets and flat caps listeners, all 12 of you, we need your thoughts. What can we do on yeah, the pitch? And, and again, like the questions, this has got to be weird. Yes. As Correct. A, like I, I think what an entrance will would be to just sprint on the pitch naked and slide yeah. with a microphone. Yeah, I'm talking yeah. about think, think, think about the word impact. You know, Allah, your friend, whatever he's called, from Neil the, Holden. The walrus man. Neil Holden. Yeah. No, but he'd already made an impact for the years before that. Yes. That was his final, yeah. that out, was his signing Go out with a bang. Joke. Anthony um, Cross just walked past the window, Mark. He's uh, sporting, he's going into uh, a shop called uh, R- Run. He's standing at the door, Anthony Crawler. Um, he, I don't think he can get in the shop because it's closed. But he's turned around now. Uh, Anthony! No, we can't uh, stop. And, stop. And he's asking the man well, if he can get into the shop. Anthony well, Crawler is op- He's going in the door with a red uh, puffer jacket on. The door is now open. He's gone into the shoe shop and he ha- is selecting... He's like Eddie Hemmings, isn't he? He's selecting Such a, a pair of Eddie. shoes. He's selecting a pair of shoes to the left of the shop. We'll let you know in about five minutes uh, what he buys. What shoes? Yeah. <laughs> <There'll be laughs> Nike, Nike what Air shoes Max. does Anthony Crawler buy? Mark, is this the corner where, is this the exact this place is the where, corner where, where Noel, Noel Gallagher? Gallagher. He's uh, called a million dollar crawler. He is, yeah. Has he got a million dollars? I'd say so, yeah. He was a former lightweight world champion. A million dollars? Yeah. Cash as well, I think. Do you think he likes uh, rugby league? He does, actually. Does He's, he? he trains in Wigan. At Total He's, Fitness yeah. in Wigan. <laughs> he watches quite a few matches, actually. Does he? Good yeah. lad. Yeah. We were so talking lad. about the Wigan Saints game with him two weeks ago. Yeah. So would so would you recognise maybe John out of you two? I don't know who do you recognise. No, I recognise Mark. Yeah. Would he? And then Mark introduced me. Said this is John. This is John. Okay. Hey mate. Hey mate. 
You're right. He probably yeah. hates you, doesn't he? If he's a Wigan fan. No, he's not a Wigan fan. He just trains in Wigan. He trains there. But yeah, okay. likes, likes a bit of um, a bit of ragga. Yeah. So um, well, we, we, right. So we've got yes. to the bottom of you need to make an impact at impact. the grand final. Yeah. Um, and I think sorry, just to interrupt you, he's just reaching for the top shelf, Anthony Crawler. I'm just going to tell you which pair <laughs> of shoes he's, he's selecting from. Probably how many, how many pairs of shoes are there, John, on the wall? Uh, well, forty. About 40 pairs. He's gone over to the right. He's gone back to the middle he's of the orthodox. shoes. He's going orthodox. He doesn't fancy any of those. He's asking the shopkeeper another question <laughs> here. Now, this is crucial, this part. He's going to the T-shirt section now. He's not sure. He's, he's indecisive. He's, he's gone straight from the T-shirt section. Now, he's, he's erratic. I'd suggest he's hungover. <laughs> he's, I'd suggest he's, something's his wrong. His mindset is not... Something's he's wrong not, here. He's, he's waiting for his takeaway coffee. He could be there for a while. <laughs> he, he, he suddenly looked like he was going to select a pair of shoes, then went to the T-shirt section. He has now uh, gone back to the boots section, which know. is on boots, the left. Not he football boots. No, no, boots as in sort of, you know, Chelsea boots. He doesn't know what he wants. He doesn't know what he wants. Uh, the, ma- the shopkeeper's looking nervous. He is, <laughs> is collecting some items from the delivery uh, section. Uh, again, we'll keep you up to date. Sorry, John, to interrupt you there. No, it's fine. Absolutely fine. So we, we've established Will has now <coughs> leveraged being on this podcast to make money again. Mm-hmm. Super again. League show, first. Grand final, second. Yeah. Um, I've had zero gigs since I started this. I think it's been <laughs> bad for my... I think there was a perception I was quite good at this kind of thing and then as the podcast started my offers have just gone you single-handedly reduced your profile yeah isn't it ironic that I'm getting all these gigs just from uh, being an idiot it's like me and you've passed on an escalator I'm on the way down and you're on the way up London Euston station this is the thing about this podcast Will is when people see you on the BBC Mm. and it's all squeaky clean Mm -hmm. you give nothing away about yourself Mm. at all Mm -hmm. zero about what you're actually about Mm. Mm. It's an act. You're mm-hmm. pretending. Mm-hmm. It's not you. Yeah. So mm-hmm. this is exposed. You really enjoy doing this as well, don't you? You love swearing. I'm, I'm schizophrenic. You love no, being not, a bit silly. You're not schizophrenic at all. What am I then? No, you're professional. You're a child. No, he's a child. You're professional at work. You're not child. schizophrenic. No, you stop trying to be this rock star creative, <laughs> bipolar sort of split personality, bit of a maverick. You're not. You're just very professional at what you do. Great. But then very childish in your very uh, childish. personal life. Yeah, very, very childish indeed. Yeah. Um, but you know John hopefully so you're going to be there you're going to get to the grand final mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to bug you from. You know, I'm not going to put you off your game but I'm going to sort of you know, do some weird things to you <laughs> on the pitch <laughs> not going to put you off your game but, but you know, gonna, during the warm up maybe I might come over and just do something maybe pull your trousers down or something. I don't I'd know. be wearing trousers in the warm up <laughs> that'd be weird wouldn't it just a pair of chinos Oh, Sorry. Wilkins warming up in chinos. <laughs> What's happened? Just another update. Anthony Crod is back in the trainer section. Uh, this I think is something caught his eye early. Something's caught his eye. Now he's, he's, now he's, he's like, Max, definitely. He's, he's, he's like he's waiting for he's something. Gone. He's gone to he the sale. He wants to spend he's, his million dollars. His on head, his no, no, he's in the sales section. His head's Good gone. His, his, his head is gone. Now we, we haven't. We've not often. We see this in the ring with Anthony Crawler, but his head is gone in the first <laughs> round. He, he, he is. He's in the jacket. He's literally amongst the jacket. He's, against, he's against the ropes. <laughs> He is against the ropes. He's um, taken his jacket off. He's sat down. He's sat down. No. He's try, he's, the man in the shop is try, giving him shoes to try on. Now, you know, sometimes, you know, often we, we give sort of listeners the, the perception, the, the illusion that things aren't true, what we're talking about. This is actually happening. This is unplanned. This is just natural and or- organic. <laughs> of this well, is organic. Hell, you'd be worried if this was planned. This is, this <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. And we, you know what we did? We planned to make up a fictional boxer trying clothes on. This is, so, this is organic. It's, it's, it's sport it's live podcast. in front this of our face. sport live. Live in front of our faces. Here we this are in front of our I, 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 struggling I'm against I'm the ropes. He doesn't know if he wants trainers or I'm, shoes or a jacket. What's going to be weirder, as soon as he comes out of the shop, I'm going to put the microphone down and I'm 
going to run out and ask him what he bought. Uh, he's not going to know what's going on. He's probably going to walk no, away will, like will, um, no, it's no, going it's going to no, be like the Noel Gallagher moment, and I'm going to create no, it. It's not Matt. Um, already given him some free coffee vouchers. Yeah. So <laughs> got free um, one last week. Anyway, but he, you know, he's not going to know I'm with you two guys. But I'm just going to come up like a crazed Until fan and just ask him what he bought in that shop, and I'm going to find out. Fan. Well, you know, yeah. I'm going to ask him what he bought. So just to warn you guys, um, John, on other, on other matters. Yeah. Um, so yeah, to finish the, the grand final uh, conversation. We're still talking about you doing. No, no, work. it's not about me. This isn't about me. This well, is about. making mm, it sound a lot this, about This you. is about seventy slash eighty thousand people inside of all. You haven't been to a Are you not entertained? You haven't been to a grand final, have you? Are, are you not it entertained? Two thousand fourteen. You were there. Yeah, I went to the one where Ben Flower fucked up someone. That's the one I went to. Good. That was my first impression of the grand final. It's good. Get him. Get him down. Get him, get, down, him, get, get him down. Get him down. Um, if a man from Harrow could describe <laughs> what's about getting them down. I can't speak. I got, I him, got down. him down. Get him down. I can't now speak. Get, get him down. I can't now, speak. Get him down and now get back up again get and get him down again. I can't speak. Mark Flanagan's playing halfback. Oh, oh get no. him down. They're get him, you rotten rascal. Get him down. Have you got any ideas for, just before we move on, have you got any ideas what you'd like to do on the um, grand final night? I, 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 need to, I need to have a sort of think tank session with myself. Think and, tank um, session. Think tank session with yourself. Mm. 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 Just sounds like, you, so essentially mm. you're just thinking. Think um, tank would ass- mm. ass- assume that it's like a bunker of four or five minds really getting at it. Well, that's the schizophrenia coming out, isn't it? The four yeah. or five minds. Well, yeah. good, luck, good luck with that, Will. Can we yeah. talk about something that captured yes. my imagination over the last few weeks? That's few been weeks? rumbling okay. on. It's been yes. rumbling Absolutely. on. Well, well, before we do, is it not, is it not to do with rugby? It's I, not to do with rugby. Because I've got one more thing. I've got one more thing on rugby. Okay. Before we move on to that sporting topic. Someone won a shield this week. Shield. Oh yeah, well done, yeah. John. So well done. League leader Shield. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the the Shield. I've been sort of wondering about the Shield um, quite a bit this week. So I mean, essentially, it's a meaningless Shield, isn't it? It's uh, not. It's not at all. But would, would you swap a hundred of those Shields for winning the Grand Final? Only because the games made the Grand Final most important for commercial reasons. Okay. Hasn't it? My, my Commercially now, the playoffs and the Grand Final are really important for the game. Mm-hmm. So we then have switched our focus on the Grand Final being important. My favourite. Um, use of the League Leader Shield was a few years ago when Huddersfield won it and Nigel Wood was presenting the Shield mm. to Danny Bruff the captain and someone photoshopped a giant chicken on roast chicken on roast chicken <laughs> on the Shield it, and Nigel Wood was holding it like it was his own plate <laughs> that's so rugby league isn't it yeah, yeah. so rugby but, so, well, but we you, did, we you didn't look too happy to win the Shield I saw you on TV you were no. kind of down the end of the you were doing like an Ashley Cole on the end of the picture no, what, what, what I thought was Castleford last year celebrated winning the Shield like we spraying sorry to interrupt you John I'm sorry this is it's that kind of show today but um, Anthony Crawler is paying for something he's just handed over his card the card machine is in his hand he's got a bag Um, I'm going to ask I'm sorry Mark no you're not not. sorry Will talk amongst yourselves oh this is she's really embarrassing isn't it yeah because Will's got zero skin in the game here hasn't he Anthony Light's coming to PKB. <laughs> he's genuinely asking Anthony Crawler what he bought. Shoes, he's bought some shoes apparently. He's getting them out. <laughs> he's getting them out. <laughs> what a lovely fella. <laughs> he's actually getting them out. The he's Nike. Getting... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Will's now examining Anthony Crawler's shoes. Nice trainers, good, good. Yeah. They're a white pair of yeah. Nike sneakers. 
We should exactly. probably explain to him we're doing the podcast and not just yeah. three crazy men. So uh, Will's still outside. Um, He's a bit of a sports person group, isn't he, on the sly, Will? Will, yeah, by definition, all he does is hang around talent, talented people and interviews talented people. Mm. But um, Anthony Carl doesn't, you know, He's a good bloke, isn't he? He just took yeah, this he's, well and truly in his stride. Uh, Will's now trying to get him to come in and talk to us. I don't think that's going to happen. So, yeah. But anyway, what do you think about Will doing the uh, grand final? I think it's. Uh, I think he's done well, to be honest. Yeah. It's a massive um, change for him, I suppose, these last 12 months, getting into rugby league. But he's, yeah, he's, he's round with it. What, what was that all about, mate? So, um, did you describe the shoes through the window? White. White, uh, they had a, uh, a sort of tricolore flag, uh, the, the official French flag, uh, on the, the tongue mm. of the shoe. Quite a simple white, white sole, white leather. He's just waving by to stare. That was weird, wasn't it? Um, and, uh, yeah, on off he trots. So he basically he went in the shop and he wasn't um, planning to buy those shoes. He hadn't, I asked him if he'd pre-ordered them. Um, he basically just said, you know, went in there wanted to buy a pair of shoes Did, didn't have in mind what colour or anything and he came out with those ones size 6 they um, 65.99 cost him they weren't the biggest were they they were quite small quite a small mm. shoe but he was more than happy to sort of share that through the window he's got 999,934 pounds, pounds and a penny, penny left, left. Um, <laughs> dollars 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 and uh, can reveal some exclusive information without actually revealing it his next fight is about to be announced very soon Oh. Very soon. And you did that thing while you whisper, but you don't very, open your mouth. Very soon indeed. Tomorrow might be announced. Tomorrow, and he said, he said we're all invited. So he said, Mark and John will. He's off. He's yeah. So he's invited us down to the fight, which is nice. Isn't it? Isn't um, John, sorry to interrupt you there. He wasn't interrupted. We it was a nice segue. I'm glad we got to the end of that. Though. We did. <laughs> it was it was a dead minute while you're outside. To be what honest, did you we were quite intrigued as to what was in his bag. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the conversation work. dipped a fair bit. Yeah, so yeah, you didn't sort of comment through it. We did. Yeah, we yeah. talked through That's it, fun. and then we realised yeah. we were just describing shoes. Um, um, yeah. So the shield or the plate or whatever is it's important, but. Um, the game's devalued it, hasn't it? Single-handedly devalued it. Intentionally, because they want the grand final to be the big game and that's fine. But we saw Castleford celebrate spraying champagne last year and, mm. set, and there was fireworks. And, do you know, a little bit of me thought, mm, that's, that's setting yourself, not setting yourselves up, but it just puts crosshairs on you. Like, we've done well and we're happy internally of how we've played all year. We've been the most consistent team. We've set the standard for a majority of the year. Does that mean we can go on and win the grand final? No. It doesn't. But I think Castleford's issue last year was more Zach Hardacre getting banned in the final, wasn't it? Well, I think had, had no, Zach... No, they made 28 errors in the grand final. That's the problem. Zach Hardacre wouldn't have made... Not but the, made. The, the whole disruptive week... Maybe. I, I, think him, I think if had he been fit and they'd celebrated like that then and they hadn't had the controversy, then it would have been more of a valid point that they'd kind of and I just thought it's part peaked. of the puzzle yeah potentially they, they've yeah. not won that something like that before we had a very young side out on did you play Friday yeah we, we had a guy who played for us called Jack Wellsby who's just 17 yeah saw that yeah he's centre I'm 34 I'm twice his age oh twice his age good player he, do you know what he conducted himself you see young guys come in they've got like say flashy trainers they're all about the social media he came in, he sat down, didn't say a lot to anybody, you know, got on with his stuff, didn't fanny around, none of this. People now in change rooms warm up for about 45 minutes before they go out doing all sorts. He just sat down, put his big black night boots on, went out and played, and I was like, 
it was kind of like old school. We're still clinging on to the old school, aren't we? Yeah, but it was good. He, he, he's got. He'll have a good future in the game. But yeah, the the, the, the plate is ours. We we didn't celebrate it. What do you do with it? Pissing it? Eat? What do you know? Do something? We just put, I don't know. They piss, put, piss on the plate. Yeah, no. What do you do? You, know, you must in, take the plate out put, and celebrate. Put it in the St. Helens Trophy. Did you celebrate with the plate? Did you go out and do something no. with it? You know, is that no. not what people do? No, we've no. got a big game this week. We're okay. Playing Warrington this week, so we just thought, well, yeah. let's celebrate. Show it off to the fans. Get inside. Bob's your uncle. We did have a no social media sort of let's not just be flaunting this around. We've got bigger games to come sort of thing, and then you got a lot on your plate. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> a, a few, few didn't do that. Didn't not do so. that. No. A lot on your plate. Well yeah. done. Can I talk? Can we talk about the thing that captured yes. my imagination? Please, please. So I, I, it's obviously been in the press a lot, but Serena Williams' reaction Disgrace. to the umpire in the U.S. Open tennis final. Now it's stimulated a lot of debate retrospectively Serena has come out and accused the umpire and umpiring of tennis to be sexist mm-hmm. um, and I just thought found it a fascinating incident mm. because and I, I felt like this with American sports is they paint this flawless picture of their sports people Tiger Woods was painted to be a flawless character wasn't he and, and he obviously had his flaws Serena Williams is portrayed to be almost the perfect female sportswoman, powerful, intense, talented, you know, unbelievably successful, really marketable in every way. And then as soon as a crack was shown of, or an imperfection, like the vultures circle, don't they? And as though it's a massive meltdown. She's in the wrong, she was hysterical. She was in the wrong. Um, no, I Three think times. She, no, no, she's not flawless. That's not her fault. She, she's not a flawless character. If she's a sports person, she's passionate, and she got it wrong. I'm not saying she's right, but that sort of emotion and passion is just a part of sport. But she she crossed the line. She overstepped the line, much as many male tennis players do. Yeah, no, yeah, but, yeah, which no, is but, fine. But, but she what, did. What her criticism afterwards was that the punishment was not befitting of her tantrum. Yeah, I think there's um, higher expectation of the behaviours of women than there are yeah. of men. It's kind of. It's more. It seems to be more acceptable in sport for men to have these outbursts and be confrontational to judges and the referees. And I think. I think. I think she is wrong. Definitely wrong, because it seems pretty obvious that the coach was kind of teaching her things during the match. Yeah. But I think the like John says the outcry from the public after it happened. It's it's more shocking than it's her. And it's yeah. a female behaving in such a yeah. manner. So if you weren't watching and you wondered what the hell we're talking yeah. about, Patrick Muratoglu is her coach, right? Yeah. So the first, this all started was because he, who actually, she used to go out with him as well. Which is Did she? Interesting dynamic, yeah. Oh, yeah. didn't know that. Isn't, that's another sporting question, isn't it? To be another podcast right there. Why? Sleeping with your coach and just you know, having a relationship with your coach. Both ways. Yeah. Well, there's more Both men ways. coach women I've never slept with one of my men. coaches, honestly. No? Not Ian Watson? Have you ever snuggled? No. What, what's an issue there? I don't understand what what's issue. The, what's, 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 an what's an issue? issue? What, and what is the issue with sleeping with Ian Anyway, no, but that's, that's no, no, an it's completely irrelevant to this conversation. Yeah, no, that's why I said... That's yeah, but no, why did you even reference I, I didn't it? need to, but I did. No, but, but let's why move on. did you reference let's it? Let's move on. Because he's just showing that he's... misogynistic He's read up on it. No, no, I'm not... Endemic. No, no, I'm just talking about... saying, for example, you know, 
sporting partnerships. What's that got to Can do they with work this? when you're? Um, but what's this got to do with anything? with each other in a relationship? Torval no, and Dean. Torval and Dean. Torval and Dean. What? Anyway, look. look anyway, let's I get mean, that. Let's just just absolutely. Let's, anybody let's, who's just, let's bring scratch wills yeah. relevant contribution. And okay. What we need to talk about is: should a professional person, yes, man or woman, be able to? Address an umpire or a referee in that way. Correct. So I, was just, so I was just trying to give a bit of context, Mark, before you answer that. The coach admitted he was coaching her. Okay, that's incident one. He admitted he was coaching her after the match. Yep. So Serena says, and we'll never know the answer to this, but Serena says she didn't hear or see the coach trying to coach her, which is fair enough. We have to take her word for it. Yep. She didn't see it, but that was what the umpire saw the coach coaching her. So he said, violation one, and gave her a warning. A warning, right? Then, a couple of minutes later, she smashes her racket to smithereens, into pieces. Okay? Smithereens. Smithereens. Such a great word. Uh, isn't it? It's like a submarine. Smithereens. Smith- Good question, Mark. Smithereens. Smithereens. Smithereen. No? It's very small particles. Yeah, but what is, what's the, where's the context? It's, it's physics. Smithereens. Okay. Subatomic. Smithereens. What? I'm joking. That could be the name, of our, be the name of our band, the Smithereens. The Smithereens. That's a great name for a band. Isn't it? Yeah. Will, Smithereens. You're not, Will, look, you're anyway, not going to be in a band. Smithereens, we get Matty Smith in it. Yes, yes. Yeah. Smithereens. Smithereens. Oh. Oh, He'd have to be lead, though, if he's been named after him. Who else? Smithereens. Who else is Smith? And after every concert, Will falls to Anyway, pieces. the second incident, she smashed a racket to yeah. Smithereens. Okay, Could so be she, the Smiths tribute band. Oh, the Smithereens. The Smithereens. Smith, no, Smithereens, yeah. So that was the second. <laughs> so, so she was given yeah. a second warning. Quite right. She's done two things wrong. Yeah. Mm. The first one, she may argue, and we'll never know the answer. The second one, she smashed a racket. We saw it. It was yeah. there. The third incident, okay, mm. because she didn't like being warned for the racket violation and so on, she was warned for, um, yeah, what's the official terminology, she, for basically getting aggressive with the referee, yeah. with the umpire. She okay? called him a cheat, yeah. She called him a cheat. So she questioned his integrity. The bottom line is she questioned his integrity. Yeah. She didn't swear. She didn't do anything like that. She was very calm at first, but she questioned the umpire's integrity. Which happens so he, at every tennis tournament yeah, in the so world. He gave her the, so on the, on the basis that she'd already been had two violations, he deducted her a game, and that wasn't the reason why she lost the match against Naomi Osaka, but she was deducted a game in the match, and she lost her shit, and she claimed that, you know, how dare you do this to... Oh, I'm a mother. I am a mother. Yeah. I'm a mother. Yeah. Mothers she, don't cheat. Well, 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 yeah. What I think is interesting is she claims she was the victim of sexism in the game, which I disagree with. I think mm-hmm. she used an example of uh, previously in the tournament, uh, another player was sus- suspected of having their coach give them instructions. And that particular umpire didn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Now she's judging two um- umpires' perceptions of two incidents to be the same, mm-hmm. which is wrong. Two, like, we know in our yeah, game yeah. that two referees have two different interpretations of loads of different actions. So she thinks that she was a victim of sexism in the match, which I think is wrong. But I think the irony is that it's actually after the event has happened that the sexism has come into play with Public, Joe Public saying yeah. that she shouldn't be acting well, in such a way. It wasn't Joe Public. Well, maybe not Joe no, Public, but yeah. But the, all of the male, t- a lot of the male tennis players on the tour came out and criticised the umpire for how he dealt with it, and said they've had similar situations where they've done similar things and there's been no repercussions. So you can understand from we're not involved in tennis. We don't watch no. tennis every week. But, but he's so. he's refereeing the, the letter of the law, isn't he? Yeah, but then he has to be consistent. He can, umpiring has to be consistent. What what what's happened here is Serena's got absolutely emotional and aggressive about something r- wrongly and lashed out. Yeah, but she's doesn't change the fact 
like like she's flawed she's not perfect yeah, I get that John but it, was, it wasn't one incident in isolation she's then as Mark yeah, said yeah, in no, the press conference she, twisted it into a whole other topic in a debate no, about sexism it. No, she no, has. No, no, no. it was nothing that, to do with sexism no 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 yeah. no no no, no, no. I, I tend to agree with Will a bit no I don't think that she twisted it but the narrative the reason why she is frustrated is the inconsistency of how she's been treated but this, this, this umpire might like, like you said there that some male tennis players have said that in the past he hadn't acted in such a way well he might have thought this is the biggest stage that I can umpire to I need to be refereeing to the letter of the law and he might have been more acutely aware of the surroundings and what might be happening with the crowd and, and this, her coach and, and all the other stuff I think it's a bit I think it's uh, maybe wrong to assume that him being more stringent on the rules is because of sexism. But are we more accepting of men confronting an umpire? I don't or think it's about men or women, though. This. No, no, I, but I are agree we more with that. Accepting yeah, of it. Correct. As society, it, we are. If you're a man and yeah, you yeah. question a referee or an umpire, you're you're being sort of confrontational, and it's being sort of it's like an alpha sort of male 100%, thing. And, I agree. And it's that. more the language we use. We're yeah. not hysterical when we question a referee. We're emotional, yeah. and we're yeah. like were passionate. It's described in different terms, whereas Serena Williams is described as being some hysterical, emotional like wreck of a woman. No, who, but I think it's the connotation. No, I agree, I agree yeah. with what you're saying. But like, for example, if you look at John McEnroe, you cannot be serious. That his his rants at referee mm. uh, umpire, sorry, was about points that, that he just thought, oh, that was in. This was before the days of Hawkeye and all that. So it was a simple question. What? You cannot be serious, as in like that was in. That was what the that was the but John McEnroe's. But this was, was this. She took this to a whole in the press conference, right? Let me just give you this. In the press conference afterwards, she she left the room to applause from the American and world media, essentially at Flushing Meadows, because she said it may not have worked for me today, but I'm getting teary and all emotional. But I just hope for women in the future that I can make what I've done today will will make it like and making a stand. Like she was making a stand. She threw her toys out the pram. She was wrong. She said even the wording, the wording of you when she said to the umpire, you will never ever umpire on my court again. My court. My court. Yeah. Sweetheart. Sweetheart. It was Naomi Osaka's court. She won the match. No, it's yeah, taken away all Don't say sweeter. That's the most Jesus It was a joke. No, it was a joke. And she's taken away the limelight from Naomi Osaka, who didn't get her day and didn't get her moment. And that's my issue with it. Yeah, no. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, because Serena Williams is the most recognisable and influential female sport. Who behaved disgracefully. Yeah, which is fine. This is the problem, right? In society, we hold out people as role models, mm. right? And we've got some of the most shocking despicable role models in it that we use all the time and Serena Williams showing a character flaw of being emotional and, 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 and being frustrated and she has frustrations that we will you will never understand as a, as a middle-class white male yeah you'll never understand it so her frustrations came out in the wrong way guaranteed but for people outside to comment and and actually draw character assumptions on her I think is like is wrong it, it, it's wrong. We don't understand what she goes through. She's flawed. She's a person. She's a champion. She's unbelievable at what she's done. She, she has, yeah. has elevated the status of female tennis yeah, to a point that. in which she has a, a platform and is able to say these things. Yeah. Now, you may disagree with the, the, the way in which she went about it, but I think you have to give her the benefit of the doubt in terms of how she's conducted herself throughout her career. I, I disagree Would with you, the egotism. You, you, you yeah, suggesting you, you, I don't now, think we can characterise her based on one, this one effect. Oh, well, maybe she, she's probably acted in a similar way. She's done it before. Year, yes, but we, she shouldn't be characterised by when her chips are down and she's passionate and she might say the wrong thing. She yeah. will have done a, th- a thousand other great deeds and uh, inspirational acts during yeah. her career 
coming from Compton, one of the roughest parts of America, as a black female tennis player. I get all that, but for me, with it wasn't all about the that. odds stacked against her in, in a sport that's probably misogynistic, racist, probably back then. Yeah. Um, loads of other odds and 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 stories that that were were against her. Really. Well, then, she's, then, she's made it to, to the greatest possibly women's sport woman sportsman of all time. And she and she let and she let down the sport yeah, in that moment. She let down herself and the sport. For and she, she, I get, she, I get she what you're saying. People have outbursts, and I get all that. But like, let's go to, back to that issue then about taking it away from this this future star of the game in Naomi Osaka, who was having to witness this. She was this was the biggest moment she'll, of her life. She'll win again. She'll have many more, of course. She'll, she'll have many more. She looked up and idolised Serena, and probably still does as a young as a young tennis player. And she's going to be an absolute star of the future. Who was but, John McEnroe playing when he was blowing up? Becker was it? There was a few of them, wasn't there? There was a few but of them. But his most famous one. Um, Berg, wasn't it? Berg. Borg. Borg, sorry. Borg. Heming, but, Heming Berg. Saying, like, at the end of the day, <laughs> the game was won. You said it was irrelevant to the game being won or lost. It played a part in it. It played a part. Yeah. Ultimately, she was outplayed by another tennis player. Yes. But the media has played out that this is the most important story. If you didn't cover it, Will, people mm. like yourself, if you didn't cover it as yeah. the most important part, if you just went what Osaka won, and the subtext is, well, Venus, Will, um, Serena Williams had a big blow up, yeah. you know, about this, blah blah blah, and the, and the sexism row in tennis rolls on. Mm-hmm. If how you reported it or the media reported it was accurate, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't be an issue. But you've created yeah. what happened now is the media's created. This is the, the rhetoric from the game. Because everything that went with the story, she was going to equal no, Margaret Court's 24 this. Grand Slam singles titles. There was all of this that was going yeah, with it. Yeah, because you built it up to create of this. Of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, like going back to the umpiring thing, which, and we'll move on from this in a minute, but she, the umpire would have dealt with any other player in the tournament the same way with three violations in the game. It was nothing to do with the fact that she was Serena Williams. And fair play to him for treating Serena Williams the same way he would any other mm. player. I think it was the US Open final. It was all about Serena Williams. He was stamping his authority on the game. Has Is it consistent with our umpires, umpire tennis? No. Is it sexist? We don't no. know. We don't know, do we? We don't, we're not a player tennis. We're not a female tennis player. We don't know. Mm. It's easy to sit in a boardroom in Manchester, a have a nice room. breakfast, coffee, great and go, coffee. well, look, we all agree one thing, she was wrong, and how she behaved was wrong. Mm-hmm. She's not a role model. But, Will, we do this podcast that we swear, we carry on. We're not, we're not behaving like role models. Oh, yeah, but I, I don't, no, I, but we're I, not, I we're don't not want to be a role model. What you, you are in the public eye. Look, the bottom line is she's sensational. She's but everything that Mark said there. You know, the story is incredible. She is a fantastic woman, an incredible athlete, and will go down as the greatest, probably, well, the greatest tennis player of all time. But she's not tennis. She's not. She is not. But what is tennis? She is not the sport. She's not bigger than the sport. Well, and by not, saying no, that, you will not. Sport. You will not umpire on yeah, my but court again. But she's changed. It's she, emotional, that. 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 Like I remember, I ran into I ran into Cal Kirkpatrick, who was a referee. We did a kick downfield. Cal Kirkpatrick and me ran across each other, and I ran into him, and we tripped both fell over at Widnes away. And Cal Kirkpatrick turned around to me, and that was one of my first Super League games. And he said, "You will never." play another Super League game mark my words and ran off now do I actually think Cal Kirkpatrick had the power or influence to be able to do that do you reckon he tried to make no. that happen have you brought this up with Carl Sims yes but anyway he, look I think in the heat of the moment you say things you don't mean does yeah. she regret what she said yes mm. does she regret how it went down yes is there something in her frustration you've got to assume yes Yeah. there's got to be content to it I don't think she's that. I think she's a good enough person to actually and analyse the situation, look back and go, 
actually it, it wasn't about my bigger frustrations about tennis about the the difference in pay the difference in performance the difference in coverage and all you know it's probably a million frustrations mm. she's got and I think she's big enough to say if it wasn't about all of that she would have gone look I got it wrong and she apologised but sports people are flawed but mm. are great role models like I think that's a, a better role model for, for a woman showing a sportswoman who's passionate and who cares and who, who actually is stands up for what they believe in whether they're wrong or not they, you can be wrong than somebody who's passive and meek takes pictures selfies of themselves in a bikini in, in Ocean Beach that's Club fake, in Ibiza, that's not in Ibiza and they're our role models <laughs> yeah. Love Island are, 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 are role models now People who are on Love Island. Are you telling me that one of the most fucking outstanding female sportswomen for being emotional and aggressive is a is now become a bad role model for tennis and, and women? It's just that that for me is wrong. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we're closing the matter there, Mark. Yes. Any final word to Mark Flanagan? Um, tennis. <laughs> Ball hit over net. Faulty love. Perry. Perry, you did say something. You said sweetheart during that, which is possible. Yeah, I, 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 re I retract that. Retract <laughs> the like very good at it. I just like to retract that comment. Look, look, look sweetheart. No, look, your baby place. girl. Look, uh, baby was, lips. Was, hey, sweet cheeks. Keep yourself down there. Baby that cakes. was very uh, Rob oh, Burgundy, uh, wasn't uh, uh, it? I was, I was being ironic. The umpire sat here upon the big chair. Don't talk to the umpire now, darling. <laughs> Princess. What if he had gone? What if he had gone? Hey. Listen, sweetheart. I'll take that game off Oh, It'd be a whole God. different debate, wouldn't it? it? Would. Um, should we do some questions? Yes. Question yeah. time. Question. Question, question time. time. Episode thirty-one. Time question for time. Um, question time. The first question this week uh, on episode thirty-one of Whippets and Flat Caps. Question time um, is from uh, James Saint Lattic, uh, who, <laughs> <laughs> who has been, <laughs> who has been. Uh, we, we can only apologise, can't we, uh, Mark and John? Uh, we did call him Ian Saint Lattic. Uh, That's fine. In previous weeks, which Ian. he was, uh, which has been a big problem. And we'll, we'll we'll get to that shortly. But James says, uh, "Are you worried?" Well, first question: Are you worried that Will uh, uh, will get some uh, newfound fame and become the face of rugby league at the final, and will leave you both behind? Also, I may have missed this as a latecomer to the podcast. But how did you all become mates? Assuming Mark and John, it's through Saints. <laughs> I am I am, wor I am worried that Will's going to be famous I'm off not. the back of this. Yeah. We've I do worry that. for him. I'm not. He's using rugby league as a vehicle to go elsewhere. Do yeah. you think Will will just be satisfied? He's using rugby league to elevate his own profile. Springboard. So I hope people at the RFL. He's going to go on and, and host um, military digital channel conquest. Basically, what I want is Elston's job. So I'm being friendly to um, to um, I call it Rob now because we're actually mates. Uh, Bob. Caught up at the Salford Toronto game at half time. He bought me a gin and tonic. Thanks, Rob. Um, and but I'm coming for his because he's not listening now. But I'm coming for his gig. I'm coming for him. I think him. that's a bit odd. I'm, I'm, I'm coming for his ass. No, you're not. You have zero experience in sports admin. You're very good at common, commentating on what's happening, but in, when it comes to changing, the, the, the changing what's happening, Will, I don't mm. think that's your gig. Mm. Changing. Um, are we concerned? Uh, how did we all meet? How did you become mates? I you met, two. Go on. Well, yeah, I think he was very astute to guess that me and Mark met through St. Helens. Well mm -hmm. done. Yeah. Well done, Columbo. Yeah. Um, how did we... I met Will... In a nightclub in Manchester through some mutual friends. Didn't we? We did actually. It was yeah. romantic, wasn't it? And uh, then it, because I was, um, he thought I was a, an athlete of profile, he kind of pursued me for a while after that, oh. didn't he? Do you want to fancy catching up this week? Oh, yeah. Catching yeah. Up? yeah. And like, then, like me, like me. And then, me, introduced, me and then we became good friends, and then I introduced Will to uh, John. John, he didn't like me. No, John didn't yeah. like I him didn't for warm, a while. I didn't warm to I Will initially. Yeah. 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 Why not? Why? 
initial. Yeah, we've not, we've been I over think this, we should we? probably discuss this. On we've been over it, I think. We? No, no, but on air. Just, just I thought we did it on air. We did it on air. We did it on air. Again? Yeah. Just, <laughs> well, just in a, in a couple of bullet points, just so we can move on. Um, he had some very outlandish views that I disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Right wing. No, I'm joking. And he, yeah, no, he was, he was, he's quite forthright in his opinions. A bit full of himself, isn't no, he? No, no, it was just his opinions. A bit I like thought, Serena. He didn't know me very well, and he was slamming his opinions down my throat, and I thought, nah. Not the only thing I slammed down your throat. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> this sausage is good. Um, okay, Matthew Healy says, Dundee United is slang for Nigeria. Uh, sorry, let me start that again. Dundee United is slang in Nigeria for a fool. Uh, what rugby league club would you like to introduce to Nigerian slang, and what would it mean? Mm. Is that true? Probably. I don't, I don't think that can be true, can it? Dundee no. United means Dundee what? United. What does it mean? In Nigeria, uh, it's slang for a fool. Mm. So if you're Dundee United, you're a fool in Nigeria. You Dundee United? Um, Do you say that? You fool. Are you, are you doing another racial stereotype? No, no, that's now? Uh, the eighteen. Beer brackets. Yeah. He's not from Nigeria. <laughs> no, he could be. Well, let's move I on. I pity the Dundee United. I pity Dundee United. Probably time to move on. I pity um, Dundee United. <laughs> about um, okay, uh, Featherstone Rovers. Um, <laughs> ben Stubbs. Ben Stubbs. <laughs> Go on then. Go on. No. What? You going to say something? No. I was, John said Featherstone Rovers. I just thought Featherstone Rovers is mean? the least applicable sort of team name. Batley Bulldogs. Batley Bulldogs. Yeah, it'd mean sweetheart yeah. in no. Nigeria. Yeah. I love you, Featherstone Rovers. Ben, ben Stubbs. <laughs> Hello, John. Will. And this is, I'm Mark, I'm not making this up. And the one that barely says a word. That's me. Uh, I heard a rumour that Luke Burgess is targeting the 2020 Tokyo Olympics discus. Uh, did he get confused in which sport he was playing on Saturday when he got a red card? I was there. It was oh, quite, quite brutal, yeah. wasn't it? No, that no, wasn't Dish. brutal. Um, it was accidental, wasn't it? I was next to Luke <laughs> in the line. We both agreed that we'd try and get off our well, the, the line and put a big hit on. The guy running kind of made a bit of late footwork on Luke and he kind of reached mm. out with a flailing arm and caught him out. He wasn't that bad. Was he giving him a little bit of, uh, little bit of chat? Yeah, a bit of chat. the Toronto boys were what, give, giving the give, verbals. Give, me, give us some insight, because we never hear the chat, we just see it. Because what sort of things, you know, what, can you think of anything that was said on that day? I got my balls grabbed. Did you? During the game, yeah. By who? Ashton By the, Sims. the player that, that um, Luke actually clotheslined. Really? And he said, sorry, the, mate, that was an accident. I said, no, it wasn't. He went, yeah, I know. Ah. Oh, before he got clotheslined? Yeah. So that's, is that why he got clotheslined? No. Was it a teamwork? I think work? you just, um, just a bit of a pest throughout the match. Yeah. There were a couple just, I don't know. Yeah. I think they try, try and put you off. They try and put you off the game. But I, like the, I like the fact that you can do that in sport, you know, that it's just like, mm, yeah. someone grabbed my horse. I don't quite like the, the cut of his jib and then just clothesline him. I like it. He didn't I mean to do that. He was just mm, mm. reckless. <laughs> reckless. <laughs> um, okay. We've got some good questions this week, actually. So uh, I'm going to skip through because there's so many. So I apologise if I don't ask your questions. Uh, are there any funny nicknames, says Gaz, at Salford or Saints or at the BBC? Oh, we won't go into those ones. Uh, I once heard about a guy called Wayne Bruce, whose nickname was Man Bat. <laughs> <laughs> Man Bat. Yeah. yeah. Any explanation of why his name was Man Wayne Bat? Bruce, isn't, he the guy, isn't that Batman? Oh, Man Bat. Wayne but that's Bruce Wayne. But that's, yeah, Batman, Man Bat, yeah. Bruce Wayne. You see what he's mm, done? Yeah. yeah. Saints, anything? No? Funny nicknames? I can't beat Man Salford. Smeags. Matty Smith. Oh, you like him, Smeagol. I love Matt Smith. Smeagol. In the Smithereens, man. Mm, the Smithereens. Jesus. Uh, so here we go. This is from Labels. Jack. Jamie Foster was called Labels. Labels? Why? nickname was Labels. Why? Well, I told you that he stitched. How and why? He was addicted to labels in clothing. No. Yes. He had like a fetish for labels in clothing. So he'd rip, when you let, hung your jeans up in the changing room, yeah. 
or whatever, he'd rip out the label of your, of, of your jeans and he'd collect them. And he, he had a box where he had his top five labels that felt nice and went, he'd rolled them into a ball this isn't and true. rubbed them on his top lip. It's true. This can't mark. It's true. Is this it, true? It, it, true his yeah. his mum stitched labels into his T-shirts when he was a kid, so he had the labels touching this his skin. This is the, probably, out of the 31 episodes, the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. He, he, he had an imaginary friend as well, didn't he? Yeah. Hold on. He was weird. Is he... Is everything okay in, at home? No, I don't think everything is okay. Far from, it's far from fucking okay. Did he, did he store these? So he had a box where he stored these? Yeah, levels. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. No, um, levels at Hull. Uh, sorry, Hull? Salford. Hull. He just gets called any other name other than Nile beginning with N. So he gets Nile. I can imagine him iron in his underpants. What pun? I can imagine him iron in his underpants. Mm. Just um, sat in, with his game ready on his, his knees. He's just a bit of a mute. Nice kid, yeah. just doesn't really speak yeah. or contribute much boring nice girl but she's got a moustache <laughs> um, Jack says as Bigfoots uh, and that's Ian St. Latic in, in brackets you can see the sarcasm there uh, his brother uh, he says it's been a tough couple of weeks for our family after he was ridiculed and incorrectly named on the show Bigfoot and the Hendersons this is the guy who what are we like call him? Ian. Ian rather yeah, than James yeah we just call him Ian um, Ian St. Latic so he says to uh, sort of that's a statement and then the follow up question is uh, to Mark and John what's the maddest thing someone has said to your family about your performance at that time? To my family. Mm. My dad was in Catalan, um, away, mm-hmm. and there was a group of fans in a bar, and one of them was just being, you know, just a fan and, and just taking the, taking the piss. But he was taking the piss about me, and it, within earshot of my dad, he didn't know that was my dad. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, it wasn't malicious, but he was just taking the piss. So my dad and James Roby's dad uh, grabbed the man by his ankles and held him upside down till he said sorry. <laughs> True story. True story. Oh, Brilliant. He said my mum was there and he said there's just loads of change and stuff falling out of his pockets. And my dad and Mark Roby, I just held him upside down till he apologised. That's brilliant. That's very, very, very good. See, this is never, what... never drink whiskey with Phil Wilkin. Never drink whiskey. With... One, we, we got we a t-shirt. To that he, last no, time. but he said. In, in, my, I told my dad about the t-shirt yes. about never drink whiskey with the Wilkins. Yeah. Well, he said he's going to get one um, called One Whiskey Will, and then there's just <laughs> spew on a dining chair next to him. <laughs> very, very good indeed. Um, question for Will says Matt Twist, which is a lovely name. Um, <laughs> Uh, next week, you are offered the full-time presenter of the... You can see where people, the theme of this is going with people. Funny, of, the super, people of the Super League show. But you would have to give up your role on the Whippets podcast due to time constraints. Do you take the money or stick by your mates? Take the money. Take the money and run. Um, okay, John, there's a few about you here, which I'm just going just gonna to skip by. I mean, normally, a few weeks ago, I might have read, read them out, but, um, but I'm not going to this week. Good. What are uh, they concerning? Um, John's future. Uh, but we could talk about that at another time. Um, da, 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 da. Okay, here we go. Sean Clark, in light of Gaz O'Brien's misses having a go at supporters on Twitter, again, in capital letters, um, and this time even his mum is jumping on it too, do you think that club's involvement and punishment in players' off-field antics should now extend to social media in brackets? Gaz has stayed silent. Oh, I'm Hashtag sorry. I'm sort your bird out. Yeah, no, I'm embarrassed, yeah. You've been embarrassed. Imagine Carol, embarrassed. Carol Wilkins up to Twitter to defend me. Oh my <laughs> God. The <laughs> first thing I'd do would be like, look, look, this is my job. Oh, hold on, that was as bad as sweetheart. No, that's not, it's my wife. I'm talking to, my, I'm that, talking to Fran. Is that how you refer to her? Look, look. Yeah. look. Well, I thought I've got loads of honey bun. Sweetheart. Smoochie, woochie, woo. Babe, mate. 
All right, mate. <laughs> I like mate. Mate's good. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's just, I find this in the NRL, right? The, 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 the wives and girlfriends of players in the NRL mm. have like more of like an opinion or like a public outcry against, you know, the, the reaction from fans to their husbands or to the guys who are playing. Mm-hmm. I think there's something you should be more stoic about it like if Gaz has been criticised like he's big enough to deal with that himself mm. if he wanted to defend himself he could yeah I just don't think you need you've, you've like don't get me wrong I've just told the story where my dad essentially Phil Wilkins Neanderthal reaction to a fan in Catalan I love that is the modern day equivalent of your missus defending you on Twitter <laughs> but I think yeah in this case Gaz's missus What's, of, what did he do wrong? What's he done? We got um, he got clothesline late by one of our players, mm. and Why is without provocation, she took to social media to badmouth the player and the fans and all sorts. But just I just, don't need I, to just get involved, I just don't think it's a battle you can win. Mm. You, you don't, you're not going to win many battles on social media against a, a few hundred or a few thousand fans. A few hundred, or tens Ten. of fans, yeah. twelve fans. <laughs> and Gaz even stuck up for her on social media, which I think I think just something should, just be done, should be said behind closed doors. And mm. I think it's having pu- a having a public profile, you need to be very careful about who you discuss things with. So it's interesting when you click on the hashtag as well, sort your bird out. All sorts of stuff comes up, but that's uh, again Why? for, for yeah. another show. Um, what other well, the show would that be? Well, the one where we're going to talk about relationships with coaches. We'll do it in that one. Episode 50, if we get that far. Uh, we probably won't. No. Sam Morgan says, Sky described Busquets' broken nose as... Who, huh? who, who broke his nose? Was it John? I clashed heads. Well, uh, they described it as looking like a roofer's knee. John, Mark, what's the worst broken noses that you've seen in the game? Kyle Amor got a bad one this week. Did he? Yes. Can we get a photo of that, please? Amazing. Mm. So, Kyle Amor, as we speak now, is at the doctor's <laughs> getting his nose straightened. Is he? Yes. How come he didn't have it done on game day? Um, because uh, there was a reason. I think it was all, it was too swollen. Oh, was there was it? a reason why they didn't do it. So, they sent him. He's got two calip- like calipers put up his nose, Ooh. wrapped in gauze, mm. and then they rattle it side to side to straighten your nose out. It's not, it's not bad straightening it when you do it straight away. No, you need away. to do it immediately. I brought mine against Hull and within 20 minutes I had mine straightened and it didn't hurt. Do you think Sean Briscoe, they just kept pushing it the other way and laughing? Oh, my, Sean Briscoe's was unbelievable. He's at, he, I think he's had his sorted now, hasn't he? Has he? I've not seen him. I think after straight? he retired he had it straightened, but his was... Andy Farrell's was bad as well, yeah. wasn't he? Has he had work on his nose? I don't know. I know his, his, his nose was just getting progressively fat, flatter to his face where he just had two nostrils. He looked like Voldemort. I know it's a different code, but Mike Tyndall's nose is, is, is a work of art and he's since had it um, corrected. I think the royal family put the pressure on. We need to straighten this up and it's mm. now straight as, a, straight as an arrow. Well done, Mike. Straight as an arrow. Mm. Straight as a die. Yeah, what is a die? Is that not a plural for dice? Mm. What, what, what is a die? Why is a die straight and what is a die? Uh, so many questions. Dice, it's, it's Can we get your answers to yeah. at Whippets what RL? Is a die? Yeah. We shouldn't ask our own questions on, on question time, should we? Uh, show some respect. Uh, in fact, just finally on Carl Amor, that reminds me when I was at the Arctic Monkeys. Uh, actually, Alex Turner looks like Carl Amor, but with AIDS. I've worked that out when he looks like Carl Amor. Uh, I don't think he does. He does. I, meant, I said it to you. And you, you yeah, I didn't agree with you. I said it to you. Yeah, but that's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what I said it to just you, though, the, therefore, therefore it's true. Therefore, it's true. Uh, okay. Anthony Fulis. What unethical experiment would have the biggest positive impact on society as a whole? It's probably one for you, John. 
what an unethical experiment mm -hmm. would have the biggest positive impact on society as a whole. Remove all communication devices from everybody in the world. Excellent, short and sweet. Um, John, another one about your future. Are you really signing for witness? There's a lot of nope. talk. Witness. About yeah, there's a lot of talk about his future in here. Do you remember, I actually got accused a few years back of signing for witness and Bobby Goulding on Twitter. <laughs> I remember remember? Bobby Goulding said, uh, posted something on Twitter saying, John Wilkin just signed for witness. Like, it's just happened. I've just been at the stadium, seen him do it, and what, he's just walked out the stadium right in front of my eyes. And I was like, well, that was just all a lie. None of that had happened. I hadn't been at the stadium. If you did sign for witness, Sharon so Stone would get a Wilkin 12 shirt. I called out Bobby Goulding on Twitter. She'd open and cross her legs again with excitement, wouldn't she? <laughs> Basic Instinct 3. Mm. She said a fluffy, a fluffy sort of patch. She'd have a fluffy patch. A pair of witness underpants on. <laughs> a Viking. Is that another one with Stan Collymore? And that's just the second episode, the second film, isn't it? Stan Collymore. We, again, we had this on the show, I think, a long time ago. Beginning mm. Stan Collymore, he's in the opening scene of Basic Instinct 2 with Sharon Stone in the car. He's um, fingering, can we say that on? No, he's not. Um, what's another word for fingering, Mark? Sorry, we shouldn't. Um, so play, we play, playing, playing, playing games. Phalangical Phalan therapy yeah. of G the yeah. genitals. Gesticulating between oh, her legs. Uh, and, and then he dies. He, he swerves into a river and dies. That, Stan that is the opening scene to Basic Instinct 2, if you haven't seen that. If you don't want to watch um, it now, you never will. So, uh, okay, next question. Uh, here we go. This one from Neil McKeown, which is a very good question, actually. Uh, he says, question time. Question time. Question time. Question time. Uh, indecent proposal. That What a link to another film. Inde who's in that? Meryl Streep. Demi Moore, isn't it? I can't De remember. Demi. Demi yeah. uh, is it not that one where she says, I'll give, give you a million quid for a night with your wife? Well, well. Funny you should say that because Neil McKeown says indecent proposal. It's with not an funny emoji. you should say it. That's the film. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but there's an emoji face with eyes really wide. It's yeah, that. that's one of my favourites. It says, would John and Mark let Will spend one night with their wife for a million pounds? Well, hold on. Is that for? Is that with the, the film? The film, the film is is the premise of it is mm. it's a night. It's not a night as in sleeping with her. But that ruins the relationship. Did they not it? sleep together it in the film? It festers, it festers, and it becomes a problem that much where she ends up leaving. Yes, now I remember it. I've never seen that movie. Yeah, it's, it's, good. Ruined it for me it's coming back to me. It's yeah. good. Robert Redford, very yes. sleazy old man. Yes, yes, I love Robert Redford. Yeah. Great Gatsby. Good. Um, so, yeah, is that together? What about, is that 500 get, each? Yeah, or, you get both wives for that. Well, I mean, that's not a bad price for, for both. So, is it a yes or no? Would you let me sleep with Fran Holsall no, for no, a million no. pounds? Not no, no, no. Sorry, spend a night. No, no, no. No, no, I've, I've missed. Sorry, I've missed it. Spend one night. Yes. Obviously, you would, wouldn't you? Of course, I would. But, Do but the, the wives that, have a, a, a chance to. Um, well, in the film, the subtext is that there's something could go on, and it, anyway, yeah, yeah. it festers in this no, guy's that's what mind. I mean. So, knowing are, that I might sleep with both to do of you. Anything, or? No. Well, no, but knowing that they might sleep with me, would you let that happen? Will couldn't handle Fran. She'd just like, she'd deadlift him and throw him out the window. Mm. Mm. Fuck yeah. Bite his cock off. <laughs> oh, it's the first time Mark sorry, said something inappropriate as well, actually. Sorry to all Normally the kids. tells us off, doesn't he? Yeah, sorry, kids, if you're listening in your car. And a lot of kids do listen, Mark, so be careful because Nick Weston uh, sent in a video, didn't he, this very week? Good very video. good video about um, farting Asking uh, bubbles. Asking his kids, would you rather cry custard or fart bubbles? Mm -hmm. His two toddler sons actually thought about it and answered very well. Yes. Cry custard. Um, do you have two different answers? Yeah. Go and look at that. That's, one of That's brilliant. They filmed them in the back of the car, and apparently yeah. this story went on, on all night that even when they were in the bath, they were trying to fart. Bubbles and yeah. cry custard. So let's kind of, you know, be careful what you say because there are kids listening, uh, Mark mm. and John. Um, John, 
This one's for you, from Stephen yep. Jones. Would you rather be handcuffed to Willie Mason and watch your season review video, or be handcuffed to Joel Tompkins and the rectum of Wigan Girl on a three-day bender in Rill? If Saints win the league, will you retire and become Joel, a pundit, please? Your class. Joel, the Joel, I'd love to go to hashtag Rill better than Jonathan, Tompkins. Hashtag better than Jonathan Davis. <laughs> well, <laughs> is that a hashtag? That's a hashtag. Should I click on it and see if there's anyone else? No, I don't there? think there is. I think that's the one and only hashtag. I'd ra- I would love to go to Rill with Joel Tompkins on three days. And the rectum of Wigan girls. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that's just an you know, unnecessary or unintended consequence of going um, to Rill with Joel. If Saints win the league, are you going to retire and become a pundit? You already are a pundit, aren't you? Yeah, but then there's like four games a year that you can do, isn't there? <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Four yeah. more than me. Um, hashtag Jonathan Davis uh, better than Jonathan Davis Any, anybody know what's that is there anybody on the uh, hashtag um, I'll just click on it no, there isn't uh, hashtag no it's just that one actually on yeah. the whole of Twitter unless Nobby's been tweeting himself saying over and out hashtag be Will, Will will be chaffing <laughs> yeah hashtag better than Tanya Arnold that's what Will's started a hashtag uh, let's do some quick fire ones Ned Dickhorn <laughs> <laughs> Ned Dickhorn uh, um, great name which Super League head coach do you think is the most tender lover? Oh, yes. Oh. Mm. Oh. Tender. Oh. Any answers? Tim Sheens. Tim Sheens. Shifty Sheens. I know he's, not, I know he's not a coach in I work. I can imagine Shim Tim Sheens, Tim Sheens oh. opening a beautiful bottle of red mm. and saying, darling, lay down. I can imagine him wearing a suit. He's walking home. Unbuttoning his uh, wife's blouse mm. and uh, making sweet love to her in missionary. <laughs> Daryl Powell. In missionary. <laughs> Tim Sheen's, you horny old toad. Daryl Powell used to have like wet look, slick back hair, didn't he? I reckon. What do you mean, sensual? Yes. What? No, that's a great answer, Daryl Powell, actually. I think yeah. he's, yeah. Yeah. He's bit got a smooth operator, yeah. like just. Could yeah. have been a T-bird and but you can be a smooth operator. Then when you try and seduce a woman in a West Yorkshire accent, it doesn't work. Does I it? think it does. I think it oh, does. Lay, lay down there, love. Oh, take Kit off. Oh. E by gum. Work for Look me. Look at them baps. Mm. <laughs> Look at them. Baps. Uh, well, on on an, on, a, on the subject of a coach, um, Leonard Death says, last week I <laughs> last week I saw Sean Wayne in a karaoke bar in Wigan. Bizarrely, he was wearing cowboy boots and he had his jeans tucked into them. He was singing Shaggy's hit, Mr. Bombastic. <laughs> Is this the guy who saw Kyle Amor eating Cocoa yes. Pops in his front room? And he says, Leonard, Leonard says, uh, it, it made me think, <laughs> would you be behind the RFL funding his debut album? 100%. <laughs> They're coming, Mr. Bombastic. Bit of a contradiction, though, with the cowboy boots, cowboy boots and then singing... 90s reggae. Yeah, but oh, Sean, yeah. Sean Wayne, by his very nature, is inconsistent. inconsistent. Mm. Um, OK, just scrolling down. We've got a lot of questions this week. Yeah, a lot of que- oh, here's, 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 here's another good one. Let's wrap up. No, I think there's some good questions yeah, here, John. Okay. Um, Peter Baines says, John, I struggle to have Matt Dawson on my TV for more than five minutes. Is he really annoying and unfunny as the twat he comes across on TV? I used to like Question of Sport, but no, it's simply a no-go. Yeah, well, if Matt Dawson was sat on top of my television, I'd get bloody annoyed too. Mm. Is that he's, what he means? He's a bit of a twat, isn't he? No. No, I think he is. No. Uh, sorry, John, you, the question was for you. You like him or you don't like him? Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's sound. He's all right? Yeah. yeah. He's okay? Yeah. And it, what kind I don't of, know what, what's, what's so offensive about him. I don't know, I just think, you know, I agree with Pete. But go on, it's not, my, it's not about me. No. Well, you, 
question of sport is... It, well, go on, take us behind the scenes of question of sport. What, what kind of chat, what kind of things were happening backstage? You've been on there a few times. Backstage. Get, is there a green there. room? Green room? Oh, you get there. You go into a green room, yeah. which is essentially like... Is a, it green? A sixth form common room. It's not green. No, it's just a room with people in and a kettle. Yeah. Uh, you sit down, you get called through to makeup, you sit down there. Toughest comes through, offers you about 12 bottles of Bex. <laughs> so quick fire. Typical. Quick fire. Toughest is a good lad, isn't he? Bex, Bex, Love Bex. Toughest. The first, actually, second time I went on Question Sport, we had to reshoot a whole bit because Toughest kept kicking the empty bottles of Bex over that had ca- gathered <laughs> around his feet. I think as a result now, they're not allowed to drink on the show. If the world was full of Toughers, is it would be a better place, wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? Yeah. Wouldn't it? Does wouldn't it not make you feel warm inside when you Would you prefer toughers? a world full of toughers or a world full of Matt Dawson's? Oh, I mean, Jesus Christ. No, this yeah, isn't a question know. for John. Sorry. I think the world full of toughers would be fun, but highly unorganised and erratic. Perfect, perfect. I think a world full of Matt Dawson's would be much more efficient. Oh, like a giant know. wacky warehouse. It would be. Efficient. It's just like toughers running through loads of bottles of Bex. <laughs> like, that. what are you doing this morning, toughers? Like Let's have a Bex. With Bex. Let's have a Bex. A bottle of Bex. Efficient, smithficient. I'm with toughers. Put me in that world, please. Where is it? I'll go there. Yeah, Give, me your, the Give me a ticket. The irony you're more akin to Matt Dawson than you are. Get me a ticket in the toughest you are, planet. Why, you would clash with Matt Dawson because you're similar. Sorry, I've, I've just been sidetracked again. There's another man who just walked past the door. He looked like, like the weed source professor. I, I know we've got... <laughs> <laughs> he looked like the man <laughs> off did, the weed source. did, but, but honestly, I know, I'm sorry, John. I know you're in a bit of a rush and, we need, and we've been going on for an hour and a bit, but I just need to get this off my chest. This man who's just walked past the door, yes. right, is like my... You know, the, my, the bunny in Donnie Darko. He's, he's my bunny in Donnie Darko. You keep seeing him. I see him. I see him everywhere, everywhere. as well. And do you know what? Sometimes I see him in the most extravagant places. And the next minute, I've seen him sleeping on the street. I see him coming out of betting uh, shops. With That's not extravagant. At List an extravagant place. I've, no, I've seen him in, like, you know, I've seen him PKB. in Panacea. You've not swear, seen him in I, Panacea. I swear. For those people no, who don't, I swear. No, I swear. You exaggerate more than John. who looked like a scrawny, I, malnourished Father Christmas. I have, I have, he's in Barton Arcade looking at shoes and coffee. He's not. And he wasn't looking, looking at shoes and coffee. Co- he's, he's walking through the arcade to get to the alley where loads of spice gets consumed. But did you, That's where he's but going. You, but you saw him. That's the main thing because it, it, I, he feels like my Donnie Darker. That's fine. If you go missing, wow. we'll ask him where you go. That was very weird. There's a reason why he walked by. It's a sign. But we'll keep going with question time. We won't let him put us off. James Holmes says, question one. Is it really okay to open a bag of crisps upside down? Not you, the bag. Question two. Why don't tackle counts count down like a rocket taking off? Seems more exciting. Question three, on its way. Um, yeah, I don't like packet. crisps upside down. Why? I've got OCD and I'm a bit weird, aren't I? Yeah. A lot of activity at this you window. Don't, you Mark's don't. Mark's wife's at the window now. You don't don't my wife. Hello, my wife. Hi, sweetheart. You stay out there. You don't need to open a packet of crisps the right way around, do you? Oh, whose phone's oh, gone? John's wife's we're, ringing. We're nearly Carol. finished. Carol. Do you want to answer it? No. Ooh. Do you remember when we prank called Carol? Yeah. <laughs> you haven't done that. Can we, can we do that again? Yes. We'll do it properly this time. Yes. Um, okay, a few more. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Um, Lawrence says, uh, you have the honour to name an ale. What would it be? Mine would be two hands. John? What do you mean? You get to name it. You get to ale. name the ale. That's very partridge as well, isn't it? Name two an ale. hands. Yeah. What would, you, what would it be? The melted candle, probably. Mm-hmm. Melted candle. IPA. IPA. Melted candle IPA. Very good. Very good. Mark? The good candy, yeah. Jason Riding on, on the subject of question of sport says, given John's recent performance on question of sport, what more can be done to get more of our lads on there and TV generally? We have uh, 
we, we still wheel out a fire scully etc but John aside rarely see other current players is it an issue with the club's players or the broadcaster good question uh, profile of the game profile. Probably, yeah. a profile of the players is the problem mm. and he has a follow up question he says uh, does John or Flash fancy a run at Ninja Warrior no yeah. Yeah, no, I don't. Um, Nicky Leach, gardening advice from uh, Whippet's very own Alan Titchmarsh in John. Best time to cut Titsmarsh. Da- Titsmarsh. Best time to cut down roses ready for the winter. Um, I've already pruned mine back um, on the advice of Pam, mm-hmm. my next door neighbour. Mm-hmm. So my bush is is shorn, mm-hmm. is uh, neat, neat and tidy. Mm-hmm. It's all been trimmed and shaped. Um, you keep a little bit of growth. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's important to maintain an element of growth. Mm-hmm. You don't want it to look like a juvenile mm. rose bush mm-hmm. because that's not attractive. It's not, no. Mm-hmm. Um, does John Wilkin mm. plan to write a book, says DCA53Y, no, no, no. about his career when he hangs no. up his boots? Or uh, will it be as here's funny as Sean of, Long's book? Here's loads of stories that you've heard off other people before regurgitated by John. That's okay. what it should be called. Um, Phil Levesley says, would you rather say all of your pronunciation, you'd have to say full stop at the end of each sentence, for example, for the rest of your life, or have the head of a kestrel? I'd rather have to um, what, pronunciate the grammar within your sentences. Yes, for the rest of your so, life, yeah. or have the head so of a kestrel. Of, tired, comma, <laughs> could, of course, that's my sort of question. Well, Americans do that with period, don't they? Yeah, but they period. don't do yeah, sort of. Is I've that when they're making a statement? Brackets, commas. No, period just right. means until the end. Like, I thought period means full stop. No, period means it period. No, what it means period. is like it'll always be that way. Mm-hmm. So I'm done with this period, which means like you will always feel the same period, way. Yeah. Period. <laughs> You'll always feel the same way about it. Um, Steve Wood's been in touch but I'm not going to read Steve's out this week just because he gets too much time Can on you this give podcast. us his Twitter handle uh, but I will give you his Twitter handle if you want to give him a follow it's at Steve W O three one five seven six five three eight. that's at Steve W O three one five seven six five three eight. the final question of Whips and Flat Caps episode 31 south of the river always comes up with some good uh, chats doesn't he some good questions he says if a serial killer kills another serial killer does it work like conkers mm. <laughs> <laughs> too, too negative <laughs> Two, two, two negatives make a positive. That's, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it, it does, yeah. yeah. It's like in uh, wrestling or in um, boxing. What do you if, you, like if you beat the champion, you You're take all their belts. You're a 12 yeah. <laughs> It's great questions this week. Um, should we actually pick a winner and send them to Riga Bianca? We haven't done that for a while, Mark. No. John, should we pick I, I like the right? last one, though. I like I that, do. the Conkers. South yeah. of the River, should we see where he's from, uh, is going to... It's from Milton Keynes. <laughs> Uh, he is from surrounded by aliens. He's from Manly in, in Australia. Well, he's won this before. So congratulations! You're heading to Macclesfield uh, for dinner, the dinner of your dreams uh, on a Sunday, any given Sunday. Uh, great film. Great film. And um, enjoy uh, and take us a picture. Take it back to Manly with you. Maybe take a couch back with you as well. Uh, quickly, what's going on in the Simbin this week? Mark Flanagan. Um, players, at dummy half passing or attempting to pass the ball at an opposing player to win a penalty. Do you know what I mean, John? Mm. Well, Tony Gijo did it against us, didn't he? Yeah, well, one of our players did it, we kind of don't like it. Mm. It's when a player, is, an opposition player, made a tackle, still around the rug, and then the dummy half purposely passes the ball at him to mm. win a penalty because he should be out of the way, but it's, it's bullshit. Mm. John? Um, photographers. Sports photographers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I Go just on. think they look like just a weird bunch of humans. Oh, well, that's not nice. No, Steve 
I was a nice guy. Nice guy. I was this Bernard Platt, but I just imagine they've all got like their own little WhatsApp group and some strange, <laughs> strange videos get posted into there. That's very elitist of you, John. That it's not. It's not a nice way to finish the podcast. What a strange group of people. Yeah, just you know, they let them be strange on their own. Okay, well, you you be the defender of the strange people. I'm standing in the world. up for you those, middle, the those middle chats. class man with 28 bottles of Chateau Latour. You defend the everyday man. You defend the normal. I will. I you will. defend the normal people. I will. When I'm on that pitch, when I'm coming out dressed as Kim Jong Un at the grand final, mm. I will defend. You won't do any of people, this. My You'll, people. You will have jeans, Watch shoes, Watch shirt, me. and a jacket on. Watch me. And you'll be like, "Good uh, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the grand Old Trafford." And here you are supporting St. Helens. Anyway, <laughs> send in your ideas. Where are you this week, Will? Are you uh, away? Uh, I'm in Yorker, actually, Mark. How long are you going away for? I'm going away for a week. Um, so I don't know what we're going to do, but we're getting Blossoms on before the grand final. That's going to happen. If you like, Do you like Blossoms, John? Have you heard yeah. of them? You heard yeah. of them? Yeah. Small, leafy plant that makes the roads very slippery. Correct. Also, a band from Stockport who are uh, set for big things. Charmelaine. Playing at the grand final. That is a song of theirs, isn't it? Yeah. Char- mm. So they're coming on the podcast. Get questions for them. Get your ideas for the grand final, the weirder the better. Bye. Bye. Bye.